0: Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi-gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have got another semi-final edition. It's a special edition, the ICC T20 World Cup. I'm talking about the Keeping Watch podcast. It's proudly brought to you, by topsport.com.au, home of the best of the best multis uh, and the usual suspects are in attendance. I'm talking about the number one seat up there at Topsport. That's Tristan Merlehand, Esquire. And of course, Test player number 400 for Australia, who was skip- last seen skipping through the streets of Melbourne following Oak State, holding hands with his darling wife, Karina. I'm talking about Brad Haddon. How are you, gentlemen? Yeah, very,
1: very good, boys. We uh, had another good little warm-up this morning. We had a good one uh, before the uh, NRL show last weekend. And, oh, yeah, it's, it's one of my favourite parts of the week. But, yeah, there was rumours uh, Mr Bradley had and was having a bit of H2O there on the uh, the last race of uh, the day in Melbourne. But it would sound like a really enjoyable day. And, uh, yeah, we, we've, we've had a big week, big week of racing, big week of uh, rugby league, obviously. Now the Cricket World Cup's getting to the uh, the main event. So looking forward to the next week in front of us.
2: Uh, welcome, boys. It, it has been an enjoyable week. I, I had a, a wonderful time down at um, the Oaks Day in the in the Lexus Marquee, which was, uh, I tell you what, they they know how to put on a show in, in Melbourne. We don't give them much credit for anything else, but I tell you what they do, they, they know how to put an event on. So that was all good fun. I'm sitting here actually a little bit disappointed, um, if I'm honest. I, I've not seen Australia's name in, in the semi final. so there's... Going to be, I'd imagine, some blood in uh, after this. Uh, Australia pride themselves on winning big moments and, and being there at the back end of, of big ICC events. And, and this one campaign can probably goes down as a, obviously a fail campaign for, for the Aussies, but we're going to exciting um, semi-final series. And, and Tristan, can we dream? Can we get an India-Pakistan, not a game at the MCG, a final an event. I think that's what everyone wants.
1: Oh, well, it's certainly a chance. And, um, you know, like we, we, we've got a couple of big options. So we got, as you say, the India Pakistan potential grand final where Pakistan's 202 in their match against uh, New Zealand to $1.80 and India is $1.82. So it's around about a $3.80, $3.90 shot for that to occur. And then the other option we got is a, a replay of the grand of the final from a few World Cups ago, which went to uh you know extra extra time uh, extra overs, and uh, New Zealand England's a, a big chance as well. So there's two massive uh, opportunities there. I, I think we've probably got the close to the best four teams in the comp there. You know South Africa are obviously there for a little bit, um, but um, yeah the uh, the, the 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 certainly the three aside from Pakistan, you, you'd feel definitely deserve being in the top four.
0: All right, before we get to the semis, hang on, Haddon. You're not getting out of it that easy. We're going to go back and sift through the remains of what happened with this Australian defensive their world title from last year. I'm watching the game against Afghanistan on Friday night. Half the country was. David Warner gets out. Mitch Marsh was going, and then it stopped. And you talked about big moments. I know that was like a, you know a micro moment within that game, but overall, in your opinion, where, where did it start going wrong? Where did it go wrong for this Australian cricket team?
2: Yeah, Jimmy, it's an interesting one. We, we can look at a, a few different areas and, and pick it apart, but I'd like to touch on a few. I, I think our preparation, to me, was odd leading into the tournament. Um, yes, they had a lot of travel. that They played a, a lot of games and, and they are on the road, but that, that's the modern game. That, that's the modern game. What, what I found really interesting in their preparation is... The last few games leading into the World Cup, how they'll chop and change in roles. We've seen Aaron Finch go to, to, to number four. He's never played that role in his life. We've seen Cameron Green playing at the top of the order. And, and in, in theory, that sounds great, but Cameron Green wasn't in the squad. So <laughs> when you're getting ready for a World Cup event, it's about making sure your squad members are ready to perform under pressure. And, and I think the big thing that let the Australians down is we lost all the big moments and we weren't as ruthless as we, we once have been. And an example of that is against Ireland. We, we had them five for 25. That's the moment there. That, that's your moment. Whereas Australian team, you step up, you bowl that team out for 70, all of a sudden things change, but they allowed Ireland to, to get close enough to them when their run rate came into play. And to me, it was a frustrating tournament to watch it they just didn't have that australian ruth, ruthlessness under pressure to to nail those big moments and, and a lot of that can can be put down i think to the chop and change in their preparation
0: so the final team that runs out for Australia in that last game against Afghanistan. There's lots of talk around that. And, and, and look, if you want to take it even back a step further, when Justin Langer leaves, I think it's the right time. I think it's the, the process was the problem, but the, the right the right thing happened. Justin was no longer coach of the Australian men's team. Andrew McDonald was. I thought at the time that was the right decision. I'm concerned right now that he is not prepared to make tough decisions in that position, which you have to do, which highlights the difference between being an assistant coach and a head coach. A head coach... You can't go. up. The assistant coach goes, "Oh, geez, you're hitting him well. Good on you, mate. Yeah, I'm pushing for you in the meetings." The head coach says, "You dropped," and and that's my concern on that one. Did Australia have the right squad to start with? And and the second part of that team in that final game against
2: Afghanistan. Well, to answer the one about Afghanistan, no, he no, didn't. It's as simple as that. Mitchell Stark had been down on form for for some time in this form of the game, but. He's a proven performer at this level, and you're playing a team against Afgan- like Afghanistan. You had to be aggressive. We we had to win the game by a big margin. Uh, we went in with a six right arm fast bowler, Mitchell Stark, against a team like Afghanistan, is a genuine aggressive match winner, and that's what the mindset we needed to go into that game with. And and that that they said that was a tactical decision, and I think that's a tactical decision they got wrong because tactically you need someone like Mitchell Stark who, who can get three or four wickets in and over because it wasn't just about winning the game, Jimmy. We, we had to have a mindset. We had to dominate that game. Yeah. And Mitchell Stark, when he gets it right, he dominates games. So to me, you had to go in with the glass half. We had to go in saying if Mitchell Stark gets it right I'm not, oh, this is what he's done over the last... You throw that out the window. This is a one-off event against a team that doesn't play fast bowling well. And you needed to take that uh, aggressive approach. So yes, I was I was shocked in, in that decision, um, and I think it backfired.
1: Absolutely, and 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 um, you know, like you, you only had to look at that batting, or we just couldn't get going, could we? And 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 I think that was the the frustration. And and I, I think going back to your point about the Irish uh, situation, when we had a five for twenty five, you could see the the wobbles on the English team when Sri Lanka. Got going there in their match. Now, if, if they had to have won that game by X number of overs or X X number of balls, that, that would have only exacerbated the problem. So it's just um just one of those things, probably a missed opportunity. weren't as weren't as ruthless as we needed. But yeah, we, in terms of the um the uh would you would you have done anything different with the batting lineup? Do you feel the batting side of things was 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 the right lineup for that Afghanistani uh, game, or w- w- would you have
2: changed anything? There? I think after they've gone in with, with the team, they've gone in. I think the batting order is right. It is more of a mindset thing. Um, I think about um, walking into the game and taking the game on. You don't want to stand back and, and let those games come to you. You got to go out there with that ruthless edge against a team like Afghanistan. saying, no, no, we're here to put on a show today. And, and to me, that mindset was there from ball one with no Mitchell Stark playing Um Davey Warner didn't have the tournament. Um, he like we rely a lot on him and, and his presence at the top of the order. Um, Cameron Green, um, he, he didn't come off um, at, at the top. There, there, there's so many things we we can talk about there, but I, I just think it was that ruthless edge and, and that lack of um, hunger when those big moments arrived to, to really get in there and, and drive those moments and dominate the game.
0: We have an ageing squad especially at the top of the order in your mind in two years time when the icc t20 world cup rolls around again who's not there
2: yeah well we've got a lot of guys at around 35 years of age so that's definitely going to be um a talking point um and i tell you another thing that could come into that as well jim is the landscape of how cricket's changing you've right. seen ipl also Um, by franchises around the world. And and don't be surprised in the not too distant future, you see some of these guys become franchise players. They're they're at the back end of their career. Um, I'd imagine they'd get offered some big money to play in different leagues around the world. So that decision might be made for for the Aussies. But you've got to start to look at the older players, don't you? Yeah. Your Smiths, uh, your Warners, can Pat Cummins handle... um, being captain of two forms of the game and playing twenty twenty doesn't look like that at the moment. Uh, you've got Maxwell who's aging. Stoyness. is it is it time that you you bring the 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 McDermotts, and and guys like that into the equation, um, and, and build there for that next World Cup? So there, there's some tough decisions to make, um, and, and we've seen over time the reluctance to to make those big decisions. I, I think Aaron Finch is an interesting one. I, I think if you reflect on that, I'd I'd imagine that a lot of attention and energy went into justifying Aaron Finch's position. Um, yeah. And that's not a great position you want to be in, whether he should be in the squad or not as captain, you, you don't want to be the centerpiece um, talking about your form, do you justify selection? It takes a lot of energy out of the group.
0: Yeah. Can I just ask you, It's I, I really want to understand your perspective on this. You're not a big social media user, but the relationship between the Australian cricket team and Australian cricketers with the Australian cricketing public is a really interesting one. In many ways, you guys live on a knife's edge, right? If you have a misstep on the field or off the field, it can turn really quickly. We've seen it with Pat Cummins in the last three weeks. You know, everyone loved him. And then a linter energy issue happens and everyone's like, well, I'm not too sure about this guy. Um, when Glenn Maxwell comes out and says, after a tournament like that, uh, it doesn't really matter. And we're going to get some days rest now. I I just think, geez, you, you need to be very careful about the sounds that you make as an Australian cricketer, rightly or wrongly. Did, were you guys aware of that? Did you talk about that in a dressing room?
2: I, I think that's a, a, a comment, and and I'll throw it at Tristan. I, I'd imagine on a Monday night after your your indoor cricket um, game up up there on the Gold Coast, does that comment pass the pub test? There, it, it to me was a really interesting comment because Australia pride themselves on big moments. We we pride ourselves on being ruthless when the big moment comes, and to hear someone like Maxwell say, oh. Oh well, it's, we get a couple of days off. It to me, he got that one wrong um, because th- this is a World Cup event. Th- this is what you pride yourself on. You you build yourself up to to this occasion. So I- I'd like to throw that to, to Tristan a bit. I I didn't like um, what he said. I-, I don't think it passed the the pub test to me. Um, but Tristan, you- you'd have a more understanding in, in your um, fit five. 5D's um up on the golf course.
1: It's a tricky one for me to comment on because um, we we got bundled out of our semi-final um only a few months ago and I've taken 3 months off on the back of it just <laughs>
2: right. so I,
1: I, I completely endorse Maxie's comments on the back of that but um <laughs> no I uh, I think you're right. It's one of those ones where you sit there as, uh, as as a fan and as a spectator and 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 as a proud Australian and and you, I guess all you want to all you want to hear is the disappointment. Like that, that that's all you, you want to you want to hear as a fan that we we didn't quite aim up. We 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 just missed out and and we're you know heartbroken on the back of not 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 getting into our into our home uh, World Cup semi final. I think that's the key thing. You don't get to host the World Cup very often. We're coming off being the defending champions and you know, it's, 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 it just should be, you know, very frustrating. Shouldn't it shouldn't be a case of, oh, we'll, we'll get it next time because there won't be a next time for these guys. When, 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 none of this playing group is going to have a World Cup at home in that format again in their career. And um, and whether it was just ill-chosen words, I don't know. I, I can't make any excuse for it because it just, it just, just sounds completely wrong. And, and, and I think that's going to frustrate the vast majority of the Australian audience.
2: I think the, the reality of it is we, we've all been involved in, in failed campaigns and, and that's okay. Um, we, we, we set ourselves a high standard as Australians. We, we want to play in those big moments. We, we want to be on, on the MCG in the, in the final in, in front of 90,000 people. But I think what we we're a little bit let down with in this campaign is, is the ruthlessness um, of this Australian team. You can get beaten in games. This team only lost one game. But the reality yeah. is they yeah. only lost but it was their, their style of play that everyone's, I think, disappointed with. Um, we, we're an aggressive nation. We, we like to drive the the game forward and, and play, play a style of play that makes opposition feel uncomfortable with our presence out there, with, with how we present in the field and, and how we dominate those big moments. And and I think the, the big thing that come out of it is we didn't play that Australian way that we pride ourselves on. And, and then to hear comments like Max is at the back end of that tournament. It just leaves it, um, a bit of taste in in people's mouth.
0: You know, Virat Kohli's playing in another World Cup and it's not on his home soil. And yet when he's running from mid on to intercept a ball that's being thrown in from deep point because he's so fanatical about getting that right, that to me goes, you know, say what you like about Virat Kohli. I love his competitiveness. Doesn't want to lose.
2: No, and and, and that's what you're in. You're in the the, the best place stand up in the biggest moments. And, and there was a lot of talk, and he's a good example, Jim. Um, he hasn't played that great of cricket the last 12 months. But I tell you what, he's nearly the player of the tournament so far in the World Cup because they pride themselves on winning these big moments. Oh, I tell you, going a bit off topic there. Okay, Australia won't be in the semis. and But can we dream? Can we dream about another event at the MCG? That, that Pakistan and India game was an extraordinary event. Take away the the cricket. It it was an unbelievable game on the field. But I I get asked a lot on what's it like to play in India. Is it different? And it's hard to explain the atmosphere and energy that goes into a contest over there. But that's as close as you you get to explaining. There's India v Pakistan in Australia in a sports-loving city like Melbourne. There's 95,000. If they make the final... There's going to be a 100,000, there'll be 50,000 outside the, the ground. Who knows what the TV audience is in? And, and it'll be one of those moments like your Kathy Freeman moment in the 2000 um, at 2000 home Olympics. Where were you when Kathy was running? Um, Jimmy, I know you would have been in the hiding contempt, but that's a different story. We'll get back to that later. But it'll be one of those events that that you remember. Um, and Yes, New Zealand and England—that would be a great final as well. Um, we've seen that the contests there played in fifty over, but to let the Australian public again see the fanatical nature of Pakistan v India in a final, mate, that would be an event.
1: Well, it, it almost feels a bit like a, and it's to a much bigger extent, but your, your Super Bowl, where it's it's two teams coming to a, a neutral venue to come and face off in the biggest game of the year, and, and this this would just be. The epitome of that—the fact that we've already had a warm up and the cricket game itself lived up to the heights. Like when you can get an atmosphere like that, you can sometimes get a game which just doesn't quite turn out to be the 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 level that we hoped for. But wow, that was a great game. Vrat stepped up, as you say, hadn't been in great form, and he he pulled that game. He won the big moment, which is where the Aussie team have just slightly missed. So it would be an absolutely huge, momentous occasion. And uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really hopeful that it goes in that direction.
0: There was eighty-three thousand people turned up to India versus Zimbabwe. Look, this is amazing. Before we get to the actual games, we've got to make mention of uh, some of the smaller nations that have done well, as you said, but the Netherlands beat South Africa. South Africa were carrying all before them. Brad, what happened there?
2: This has nothing to do with skill, Jim. Nothing. South Africa had been playing some really good cricket through this World Cup. They match up outstanding on these wickets. They beat India. So they're playing some really good cricket. This is nothing but mental. They had to... They had to beat the Netherlands. They go in their first semi-final of a, a major um, World Cup event, and it has to be mental. This yeah. this is not something that's happened once or twice. This has happened since they've come back into the sport. They just can't get over that that hurdle. And I don't know what it is. Do they? They must freeze in those big moments, thinking too far ahead, forget about the um, forget about the out- outcome, and be process driven. The outcome's the easy thing to to look after, but. It has to be mental. You, you, you can't match up with the team like they have there, the style of game that they were playing, and all they had to do was win. <laughs> and nothing went they, – they didn't look like winning. They looked like they were panicking. Um, so it, it's, it, it's mental. It has to be. Yeah. And
1: how about the? I don't, I'll use this word carefully, poor South Africans. But the, uh, they, they, what about the first game of the tournament where the rain intervened when they were absolute certainties to win that game, and they're bundled out on the back of that, you know? And then they go and, and uh, yeah, they they can't get the job done against the the Netherlands, which um, you know, it's just it, it, just the ghosts of World Cups must just ring through their ears. It's unbelievable, but uh, yeah. Alright, let's have a look at these semi-finals. Let's go through that that
0: market again, please Tristan. Uh, New Zealand versus Pakistan. This is game 1, SCG
1: on Wednesday night. Yeah, $1.80 New Zealand, 2.02 Pakistan. So, uh New Zealand's slight favorites. Obviously, they were the form team early in the competition primarily on the back of of, of giving us a bit of a hiding, but the um but from the, from then, you know, they England pretty much dominated and whether they Slightly, uh, and I'll be interested in Brad's thoughts there. Like, were they, uh, just slightly mentally checked out of that game against England? You know, like it, it's going to lead a lot of momentum off the table there. So, one eighty New Zealand, two hundred two Pakistan, uh, over one hundred and twenty markets up on the game. So, what's your thoughts on this one, head?
2: I tell you what, my thoughts is Pakistan are a nightmare to plan for. They are a nightmare. You have a look at their bowling attack of Freedy, route. they can hit 150. They've got Shadab, who, who's bowled outstanding through this tournament. You, you, you don't know what you're going to get. You, you can have the best plans ever for Pakistan. You can do your, all your analytics and you walk out of the team meet and click on your heels and thinking, And all of a sudden, someone bowls one of those spells or swings the ball at a 155 away. They get reversed and... Someone at the top of the order gets 50 off 14 balls. They're such a hard team to tip against. but And that's a hard thing for New Zealand. They're the other way. They're really well planned. They play their role really well. You know what you're going to get with New Zealand. You know um, Finn Allen's going to go hard at the top. Conway and Williamson are going to anchor the game. Then Phillips comes in and gives them that attacking edge and they've got a couple of hitters at the back end. So you know exactly what you're going to get. Pakistan, you have no idea. You have no idea. So that's what makes this game so exciting. And I tell you what, New Zealand will talk about, oh, mate, yes, you'll play whoever. Um, Everyone's had a good tournament. But deep down, you'll be thinking, I don't want Pakistan to send me. I don't want (laughs) Pakistan to send me. Their hearts would have sunk when South Africa lost that game. They would have went, okay, we can plan for whoever we're playing. And you can get a sort of strategy around it. Pakistan, you have no idea. No idea what's about to happen. So this is going to be a cracker.
0: All right. Have you got a have you got a betting option in that one,
2: Hadz? Um I'm going to tip. uh got splinters here. Uh Pakistan. I'm going to go Pakistan.
0: Pakistan with a value, two dollars and two. All right. There we go. Uh Thursday night at the Adelaide Oval. It'll be India taking on England. This is again going to be a monster audience
1: globally. Uh Tristan, what's the market there and give us your thoughts, Hadz? Yeah, so is the close favourites. They're $1.82, England $2.02. So very, very tight betting game. Obviously, both sides coming into this with a bit of momentum. I, I wonder if if England had got over the top of Ireland, which obviously rain interfered there and they were coming in with an undefeated record. Would they be a bit shorter? Um, I, I sort of feel India, they've been a little bit wobbly, but they've won those big moments. that They've beaten Pakistan when they, when they look gone, Bangladesh. If they don't come back out onto the field, there like that, that's a little bit of luck. If, if they don't come back out onto the field when that rain interferes, then they're out of the World Cup. So dollar eighty two against England 202. i I'm I'm a little bit surprised at the value there.
2: Great game again, uh, another great semi final. Adelaide Oval will be a really good wicket. Um, the one thing I've liked about the Indians is they swung the ball. Ash, Ash deep up the top, um, Kumar um, have swung the ball, and, and that's been a huge bonus. And And that's where the match-up to me lies. If India can get wickets early in the power play and get rid of Butler and Hales, what we've seen with this England team is if they go early, you can put some pressure on that middle order. And Milan is also looks like he's out of the game with a a groin injury. So that's a big one. Stokes went up to, to three. But the key for me is going to be the match-up in the first six overs with the Indian bowlers. If they can put some pressure... And get rid of Butler early. All of a sudden, this game goes down a different road. But if Butler gets going, then they become hard to beat, and everyone can play their role about it. So, uh, I'm I'm going to go India,
0: mate. You just said that because you want an
2: India-Pakistan final. A hundred percent. There's no other reason I picked that <laughs> because I want the Australian public to see the event. I want to see the excitement again. And you can't tell me, Jim, while you're sitting there. You wouldn't like to see a hundred thousand at the MCG. It, it would be a huge event.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, no, totally. And it, and it it, I mean, it doesn't need it, but it, it takes Australia around the globe, doesn't it?
2: And from being rugby league lovers, imagine if the biggest crowd ever at the MCG wasn't an AFL game. It was a <laughs> <football> game. <laughs> how many how many were there for your World Cup final in twenty fifteen? I think there was 94,000. And I'll tell you what, and the raw then when Brendan McCullum, um missed that, that third Yorker in a row was was amazing. And we've and we seen that in the first game of the tournament when Baba got out LBW. It, it, it's, a, it's just a pure event to, to be there. So, yeah, my, my tips are, are not really on form or any predictability around them. It's more about I'd love to see India, Pakistan final.
0: Did you have any uh, advice for Brendan when he did get miss that third ball
2: Yorker in the World Cup final, Brad? No, I was too. I was, I was cheering too much. I, I thought that that there's our game right there. I thought Brendan McCullum was the the one guy that could have taken the game away from us, um, and, and put a total that that would have made it difficult chasing. So, mate, I was uh, clicking my heels together, um, enjoying the the support of Bay Thirteen.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um, from what we understand, uh, Brad Haddon has a little bit in his punting kick for this uh, semi-final. So there you go. Pakistan at two dollars and two. India at $1.82. dollar eighty-two would set up an incredible final at the MCG as well. Good on you, boys. Enjoyed it today again. Um, big shout out to Glenn Maxwell who's provided a lot of content for Talkback Radio over the course of the last couple of days. You do appreciate it. And enjoy your ICC World Cup, lads. Say, say, boys.